New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, this is Steve Austin. I am bringing you today's podcast found in Exodus 33, verses 12 through 23 in the NIV version of the Bible. Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. So, If you are pleased with me, teach me your way so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you and remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else would distinguish me from your people from all of the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, Now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, You cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Then the Lord said, There is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. When my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand, and you will see my back, but my face must not be seen. Wow, that is a power-packed section of Scripture. A few key things stuck out, and uh, I want to spend the next couple of minutes just kind of, um, as I've been praying over and meditating upon our text, really, um, there were some things that that I believe God would have us to glean as we receive His insight and leadership as we dissect this together. So, okay, verse 12, Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. So the evidence in this statement reveals a vital leadership principle that I think we all know um, and we need to be reminded of on a daily basis. God has not called us to perform his kingdom work alone. Team leadership means together everyone accomplishes more. Moses was called by God to lead, yet he also knew that he could not lead God's people effectively without some help. He also knew that since God was the one who, number one, initiated the call to lead, that was God's deal, gave him the people to lead, that was God's deal, and then instilled the vision necessary to lead, and that, of course, was God's responsibility as well. 
he also knew because of this, he also knew that it was God's responsibility to bring the necessary people with the exact gift mix to accomplish God's ultimate agendas. Now listen, Moses was about his father's business, and that is what is so cool about being on the same page as God. God has an ultimate agenda for all of humanity and eternity. Everything he gives his attention to revolves around and focuses on those ultimate agendas. He already knows that nothing else in all of life can compare to what he deems as most valuable. And when we release our own self-centered motives, which are humanly driven to construct our own lives, when we release those motives into the hands of God, watch this, life begins taking shape in a much more dynamic manner. Why? Because we are fulfilling the very things that are most significant to the heart of God. Man, and as if that's not enough, here's the kicker. To join God, the ultimate power and authority and ruler and creator, to join God in what he has already been doing long before you and I ever came on the scene also means that he naturally exercises all that is within himself to see to it that everything needed along this journey is completely given at the exact moment that he sees it will be most beneficial for other people, but primarily for the kingdom of God. You know, that's one of those things I, I love about being part of the team here at New Vision. It's as if God's authentication continually validates and confirms that we are not only on the same page as him, but that we are daily fulfilling his ultimate agendas where he has planted us to influence this community and beyond. No matter where one goes in this building, the phrase, do not do life alone, don't do life alone, is screaming at us off the walls. That can be viewed anywhere you go in the building. And, and, and here's the cool part. That slogan is not just a saying to us. It's not just New Vision mantra. It is a lifestyle that we practice because we are intentional, because this very principle has made all the difference in all of our lives. God has not called us to perform his kingdom work alone. The next significant point I want to point out is that Moses reminded God of something spoken to him earlier. <clears throat> you have said, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. This is what God said to Moses and Moses was reminding him of that. Listen, this proclamation was the key component for Moses to be able to trust God no matter where the journey would take him. Why? Because God was assuring his heart, I know you by name. I know you personally. I've called you. I've set you apart. You are the person that I've called to do this job for me. I know you intimately. I know you personally. And out of that, 
you have found favor with me because you value this relationship with me. You know, I remember just a few years back upon the heels of this same revelation in my own life, God so settled my heart in that no matter where he leads my feet in the future, I remember thinking back on this moment, God, no matter where you lead my feet in the future, the overwhelming joy of knowing that I am in the epicenter of his plan has been, I knew that it would be, and looking back, I realized that it has been the motivating factor which has sustained me during times of perceived spiritual drought and hardships. During that time, when my heart was settled, I, I came to realize this. It doesn't matter where you are going until where you are going doesn't matter. Wow. It doesn't matter where you're going until where you're going doesn't matter. It does not matter where we are going with God as long as we know that his presence is with us. This is the essence of what Moses says in verse 15. If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. In other words, God, I am on your team. I am following you. Wherever you go, I'm there. If you choose not to go, then just go ahead and just count me out. Then Moses says something here that I believe is one of the most telling statements in all of his life. Listen to this. I want you to catch it. Here's what he says. Teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor in your sight. Wow. You see, he knew that the ultimate goal in all of life was to really know God. I'm, now, I, I'm not talking about knowing about God. His motive in fulfilling God's ultimate agenda was driven by the deep desire to truly and intimately know God. Wow. You know, if we set up the wrong goal, I say this all the time if you're around me much, if we set up the wrong goal, we simply live the wrong life. The ultimate goal in all of life that promises to completely satisfy and fulfill the deepest places within us is to know the heart of God. And in knowing God's heart, everything else in life flows naturally from that wellspring. God was ready for Moses to take the next right step. So here's what he says. He says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. So God responded, um, Moses responded to God's leadership once again here after that statement. Verse 18, then Moses says, now show me your glory. So God's promise ensured two things, his presence and his rest. Now, catch this, God's presence and God's rest, the two things that my heart and your heart desire most in life. If we are not experiencing God's supernatural presence in our life, there is no possible way that we can rest internally. But the beauty of spending time with God and experiencing His presence in ways that we could never misunderstand is that our heart, the deepest places of who we are, we are simply resting 
and trusting that God's ways and his plans are better no matter what comes at us on a daily basis. So God gave Moses a glimpse of himself as we're wrapping up the scripture here. He passed by him while he was in the cleft of a rock and God placed his hand over his face and removed his hand once he was past him. So Moses only saw the backside of God. Now, I'm pretty sure that Moses would have literally exploded had he looked upon the face of the God, of God. In fact, when he came down off the mountain after this event from seeing the backside of God, he had to wear a veil over his face because the people were scared because he was glowing from being in God's presence. So... <clears throat> Um, just a couple of super quick thoughts as we wrap up our time together. I want you to know, number one, that you are not made to do life alone. So first off, you are made for a relationship with the God who created you. He has made a way for us to experience his presence and rest in a relationship through his son, Jesus he removed everything that keeps us from being able to enjoy the presence of God because sin cannot be in the presence of God and we can rest because our sin has been removed. It's been placed upon Jesus. Second thing, he has called you and gifted you to serve the kingdom of God here on earth. And if you have been looking for an opportunity to take the next step, listen, you are in the right spot, you are hearing the right things, and if you're looking for a sign, ding, 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 this is it. Last thing I want to share with you, God is continually expanding our capacity to trust Him. He is working to detach us from everything that is less than Himself. Everything is always all about God. Everything is always all about God. And because he is ultimate priority, that means that he will always be number one. And if number one is that everything is always all about God, that also means that everything else is always number two. So let me challenge you to be so very intentional as you go throughout your day through the remainder of this week Remind yourself that everything is always all about God and whatever your next step may be, let's commit to take that step because we are not made to do life alone. Thank you for joining with me today. I hope you tune in again as we look into the next section of scripture in tomorrow's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.